Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another post-game live here on Dime Dropper for the 2022-23 season. You already know the deal. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, of course, to follow me on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. But remember to subscribe on the YouTube channel. Tonight, one game I watched in depth, Lakers and Nuggets. And mind you, if you're saying... When are you going to tell us about what you've seen about other teams in the league? Or when are you going to tell us about the other squads? Don't worry, that's coming. I'm not going to dedicate a whole episode to it, but one of these days after the live, maybe tomorrow after the Clipper game, I am going to talk to you about the other teams in the league and what I'm noticing. By the way, I still think that this background is hella cheesy. If you're watching on the YouTube version, I am going to get a true green screen. This is the StreamYard generic green screen because I moved the location to a better spot in my house with some new Wi-Fi. So hopefully there'll be less lagging, more crystal clear, and better picture. But I need a better background until then. But take a look at my background tonight. It is very fitting, a bunch of bricks, because that's what the Lakers have been from three-point land so far this season as the Lakers drop tonight to 0-4 with the loss to the Denver Nuggets. A Denver Nuggets team that's expected to be better than the Lakers, but with the Lakers 0-3, you would think maybe they could get a win. The Nuggets were 2-2 heading into this game. They lost to the Utah Jazz on opening night, and I actually did watch that game, but I think that was, you know, Jamal Murray's first game back, and the Jazz were just, you know, playing in Utah is very tough, and the Utah trash, as I like to call them, are tough to play in Utah, and they were playing with a lot of adrenaline, a lot of energy. So you never, like, you can get surprised, especially when they're the Nuggets could be underestimating them. I think that's what happened on opening night. But they also lost to the Blazers by 25 points, beat the Thunder. I forget the other team that they played, but I was thinking maybe there's a chance. And in the first quarter tonight, I think it was a lot of the same as you've seen from the Lakers in the first quarters. Of the other games they've played, better energy on defense than last season by far. You know, Anthony Davis especially, and getting him going offensively. You know, Russell Westbrook didn't play tonight. He had a hamstring injury, quote-unquote. He was crip-walking before the game. Clearly, this is the beginning of another episode with Westbrook. They're probably going to start sitting him, slowly start playing him less, because it's very clear that this relationship, as I said in the last episode, needs to end for both parties and for the sake of the Lakers, because LeBron and Anthony Davis's clock is ticking as a duo. LeBron's clock in general is ticking, even though he's still playing at a very high level, the highest level of anybody we've seen at this age. This Laker team, this duo, this LeBron AD era, it's looking bleak right now. But Anthony Davis in the first quarter I thought was pretty decent. You know, Austin Reeves started in place of Russell Westbrook tonight. And Anthony Davis, I just thought, 
first play of the game that he got the ball, or first time I remember him being aggressive or trying to attack, he got the ball on the left wing, blew by Jokic and got an and one. And I was like, oh, God, that's a great start. You know, AD also defensively was doing a decent job on Jokic in the first quarter, and Jokic was looking to get other guys involved. Mind you, Jamal Murray was back for this game and was playing and looked pretty good. He had a nice dunk in the first quarter that he got up fairly high for. His three ball was the only thing that just didn't get going for him. He was one for seven from deep, but made one later in the game, and you could see his reaction, the relief. But other than that, he looked pretty good. I mean, he was five for eight from two, and he's slowly starting to come in to the Jamal Murray that everybody remembers. He played 28 minutes tonight. He was 6 for 15 from the field, 1 for 7 from deep, had 13 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists, and 2 steals. But he also turned the ball over 4 times, and the Denver Nuggets turned the ball over 11 times. Lakers, 14. 8 of those coming from a certain LeBron James who started out very passive tonight. You know, he's getting everybody else involved. I thought he was doing a good job of letting other guys try to get shots. The thing is... No Russell Westbrook to worry about tonight, to worry about getting him in rhythm and getting him touches and anything like that. So I expected a more shot-heavy approach from LeBron early, even though somehow he still ended up taking the most shots of any player in the entire game. I don't know how he does that. He does it very subtly. But most of the games so far this season, LeBron has come out fairly passive and trying to get other guys going. And I don't, I don't dislike that approach necessarily, but... Tonight, it could have used, he could have been a little bit more aggressive. That being said, after Anthony Davis got that initial foul from Jokic, I figured he should try to go at him again because if they could get Jokic a second foul, that can change the entire game. And the next possession down, he took a step back, fadeaway mid-range. But after that, he was kind of aggressive, and he did get a bump from Jokic at one point shortly, shortly after that I thought they could have called the second foul, made the floater, and AD just started out pretty good again in the first quarter, like eight points active defense and Lonnie Walker you know one thing I'll say about him his shot may be inconsistent and his three ball has been broke but his defense and his screen navigation fighting over screens and his athleticism has really been impressive on the defensive end for the Lakers and the Lakers defense having improved so much is a big pro but they can't throw a pee in the ocean right now and it's funny because I never thought I'd be saying this but the Lakers miss Carmelo Anthony right now they miss Malik Monk right now but we knew we'd be saying that but they miss Carmelo Anthony even Taylor Norton Tucker's better than some of these players. You know, it's funny, the Lakers, you look at the roster, and this season you can't really blame LeBron and, and AD. They obviously made the mistake of trying to go out and get in Westbrook, but, and they faced the consequences of that last season, but you had a whole offseason to go out and try to make a move if you're Rob Palenka. And they didn't do anything. Nothing significant. Patrick Beverly was their marquee signing in the offseason. And Patrick Beverly, oh boy, do I got something for you. Wanted to talk all that shit, bro. All that shit. You are proving every Laker fan right with the come to the Lakers and forget how to shoot the ball. These bricks on my screen right now, they're dedicated to you, my friend. As you help us build our new stadium. Helping Clipper Nation without even knowing it still, Bev. You're a spy. You are looking like an operative for the Clippers. Going into the Laker organization to sabotage them from within. I actually should be thanking you right now. But you know what? I know that you're uh, still a competitor at the end. So, weak-ass Lakers. Weak-ass Lakers. fuck is you talking about? Get them, fuck, get them the fuck out of here. 0-4, brother. 
You're you're matching. You you know you know funny Patrick Beverly talking in the in the uh, interview before the season. Nah, LeBron and AD didn't make the playoffs. I did. You got LeBron 0-4 for the first time since his rookie year. You ain't helping shit right now. He, he, right now, Pat Bev is proving everybody right. He's proving Russ right. He's just running around out there. A couple of defensive plays, a couple of deflections. Not even that noticeable on the defensive end. Bricking again. 0-2 from deep. 1-4 for 4 from the field. 29 minutes, 6 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. Hey, he had 3 assists and 0 turnovers. That's a plus. But he has not been anything. And I thought he was going to be the third best player for this Laker team. I'm sorry, fourth best player, I should say. Assuming that Russell Westbrook would play a little bit better. But no Russ, no difference tonight. The thing is, you've spent all that money on Russell Westbrook. And you have nothing for the rest of the team. The shooters are just, there's no shooters. You know what I'm saying? LeBron still created some really solid looks. Like he was playing facilitator mode. And he was getting some good looks. But you go to the bench, right? Kendrick Nunn continues to struggle. There was one point where he had missed 13 consecutive shots stretching back to the last couple of games. 13. Finally, he made a layup, and then he made an open three. One, the only open three he made out of four from a nice LeBron pass. He was four for 12 from the field in 19 minutes and played nine and had nine points. Funny enough, he was plus nine in his plus minus, and Damian Jones was plus 11 in his plus minus. He actually didn't have a terrible game. Played 12 minutes at four points and four boards. Both of them were dunks. But the Laker, that, that plus minus is fool's gold. Troy Brown was also plus three in his 28 minutes, and that's fool's gold as well. It's because part of it is because the Nuggets bench isn't very good, especially with Michael Porter Jr. missing because, if Mike, because Michael Porter Jr. makes Bruce Brown start. But oh boy, was that a plus tonight for the Denver Nuggets because Bruce Brown was hitting his three ball like he was Kyle fucking Corver tonight. I mean, after the first three... I remember LeBron left him open for the fourth, like dared him to shoot, and he made it. And I was like, come on, man. Like, you do you not see what's going on right now? He was hot. And you know Bruce Brown is a good cutter. He's a good defender. He had the best three-point shooting night I've ever seen from him. 18 points for him. Five rebounds, four assists, two steals, zero turnovers, seven for 12 from the field, and four for six from deep. He made his first four. He was unbelievable for Denver and that being said Lakers were only down by four after the first quarter and outscored the Nuggets by four in the second quarter and that was mainly because continued stretch of good basketball from Anthony Davis Laker defense was pretty solid they went with Toscano Anderson Damian Jones Kendrick Nunn and Troy Brown off the bench in the first half and Troy Brown was okay six points five rebounds four assists in 28 minutes three for eight but 0 for three from deep and again the thing with the Lakers is all these role players they got, like, they actually do miss Carmelo because he's actually a known name that's known to get some buckets. Yeah, he was shitty on defense and probably didn't fit the identity that Coach Ham wanted, but at least he could get buckets. Kendrick Nunn was not getting minutes for the Heat, clearly for a reason. Juan Toscano Anderson wasn't getting minutes for the Warriors, clearly for a reason. And Troy Brown has not been able to seal a spot on any NBA team consistently, and that's for a reason as well. So the Lakers just have a bunch. And Lonnie Walker, you know, he's solid. But I know the Spurs were starting to play him less and less at times. So the Lakers just have a bunch of rejects, if we're being real. And Austin Reeves is still young, a solid player. Pat Bev looks like old news, which puts a smile on my face, quite frankly, because the sooner he retires, the sooner we can reflect on his Clipper days. And he'll remember that he had good days with the Clippers and shitty days with the Lakers. And this little phase will be over and we can enjoy Pat Bev again and celebrate him. But until then, he's an op. And right now I'm enjoying seeing him lose. But... The Lakers, the reason why the game was tied was because 
they ended the second quarter very well. And one thing I've noticed about the Nuggets so far this season is they're not ending quarters well. Nikola Jokic started getting... It's funny because it felt like AD completely outplayed him in the first quarter. But then I looked at this box score and this guy's got six points, five rebounds, and four assists. And as the game went on, he slowly got into it more. One thing that I think is so unique about Jokic is he'll run a pick and roll with him as the ball handler. When, when do you see your center getting... a a screen by a guard or forward to come off a screen for something. It's just unbelievable what he's able of, capable of doing. And in the second half, he just completely put on a show. You know, the Lakers ended the second quarter well. The game was tied at 54 at half. You thought we were, you were in for a good second half. But again, for the third game out of four, the Lakers got wiped off the court in the third quarter. They started missing shots. A lot of the role players got open shots. You know, LeBron was doing a good job creating, but nobody could hit. You know, Lonnie Walker, 6 for 14 from the field, not terrible, but 1 for 6 from deep. The lack of being able to hit the three ball is really killing the Lakers. Anthony Davis only shot one of those tonight, which is good. He missed it, obviously. And then LeBron at times just, like I remember in the second quarter, you know, he hadn't shot much. And then he just starts hoisting up threes, like just, like like he's Steph Curry. I just think sometimes his decision making for as high IQ of a player as he is is so questionable. He just shoots a lot of threes right now because he wants to conserve his energy. He can't get to the rim to the same frequency. It's the facts. He shoots a lot of threes now. He's older. And you got to take that into account when evaluating not only his standing in the league, but what this Laker team's ceiling is, even if they did trade Westbrook for a Buddy Heald and a Miles Turner. You know, I think that trade would make the Lakers a lot better, but they're not anything special. They're like a six seed or five seed at the best. And that's assuming that AD and LeBron don't get hurt. You know, this team, it just may be past... It's championship window. They already succeeded in getting their championship. I don't know how much they've got left in the tank, but until you try to optimize and maximize the supporting cast around LeBron and AD, you can't really make that judgment. And LeBron James still is able to create good shots for his teammates. Did it a lot tonight, or not a lot, but he did create a, I mean, he did create a lot of decent looks. He had nine assists in the game, but he also had eight turnovers. And that was one thing. He had like four in the first half. He was turning the ball over too much. A lot of bad passes. He was being a little too facilitator mode, and he could have shot a little bit more throughout the first half, but also just some careless passes, point blank, end of story. And LeBron, you know, he's always been high turnover, but that just comes with the usage as well. The main thing in the third quarter was the Lakers kept missing, and the Nuggets just ran him off the court. They ran him off the gym, ran him out that gym. They were pushing the pace. Jokic was having some great outlet passes. You saw a little bit more of Jamal Murray coming off screens. He had a floater, got into the lane, had a nice layup. And then other guys, you know, Bruce Brown, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, he got hurt. Hope he's okay. Uh, he had 13 points and four rebounds against his former team on four for seven shooting and three for five from deep. Even Jeff Green in the first half had a transition bucket from a nice Bones Highland assist behind his back. But the Nuggets bench, you know, they weren't that great. That's when the Lakers kind of answered the call a little bit in that early fourth quarter. And LeBron and AD, funny enough, played the beginning of the fourth quarter together. They didn't stagger like they did in the first half while Jokic was out to try to make up some ground. And they made up some ground. They cut the game down to like eight. They got it down to single digits. But then Jokic came back in the game and restored order. And he was just in command of the entire second half. Like he made, he made it look effortless. Hit an insane one-legged fade over AD. Just started posting him up. And AD in the second half was just like, the whole game he looked like his back was in discomfort. But in the second half, he especially looked like it was he was uncomfortable. And 
He just, again, drifted away in the second half. Only had five shot attempts in the second half. And it's like every single game so far this season, you say the same story with AD. Comes out looking great, playing well on both ends of the floor. Looks like the best player on the Lakers. I still think he's been the best player on the Lakers through four games. But what difference does it make? You know, in the second half, he's drifted away. I don't know if that's because he's not hungry. I don't know if that's because he's still injured. Or I don't know if that's because he's just not able to. He gets gassed. I don't know what it is. But relying on LeBron in the second half to just carry the load ain't going to work either. Because it seems like even though LeBron, for example, tonight... By the way, the Lakers were outscored 17-32 to in the third. 17 points. And it was just a lot of lack of effort and lack of concentration getting back on defense and transition. That's Pat Bev. That's Lonnie Walker. That's LeBron. That's AD. Every single one of them. And in the fourth quarter, you know, LeBron started out with two and ones. And then after that, he just went brick city. You know, he had a chance to make a couple of momentum-shifting shots, but he just missed them. He just missed them. And his jumper was just off tonight. And... You know, LeBron in the last five minutes of games this season for the Lakers, and even going back to last season, has not been very good. He's run out of gas. He's just clanked jump shots. You know, the spacing hasn't been ideal. I get it. But he's got no pull-up. He doesn't go to the post. You know, he doesn't He doesn't get as many calls. That's another thing. He Tar- Darvin Ham got a tech tonight. Because LeBron, again, he's not getting the respect from the officials that he's used to these last two years. It's really bad. Especially with what I watched earlier before this game with Giannis. He was getting every single call under the sun against the Nets. And the Nets actually played a good first half in that game. But Giannis has dominated them in the second half. Very impressive. Another 42-point performance from him. But the refs are just so much more generous to him than LeBron right now. LeBron's not getting any love, which is weird. But... The Nuggets ran away with it, and they won the game comfortably, 110-99. to At the end of the day, the Laker role players are just severely outclassed by this Nuggets team. And, you know, it's just the Laker role players not only aren't very good, but they got to look to make a trade. The problem is it's so much harder than you think it is. Like all these Laker fans saying Rob Palenka this, Rob Palenka that, he's, he's, he did a trash job. But it's nobody wants Westbrook's contract. Tanking teams don't want him. And teams that are contenders don't want him. You know, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough to see where Westbrook lands. But the thing is, I think teams will take him at the right deal. I think contending teams will try to get him to come off the bench or something for the right deal. But not for this current contract. Nobody wants him. So they're in a bind. And that's where LeBron and Anthony Davis need to take accountability as well for having recruited him to come to the team and just not being smart from a basketball fit perspective. It couldn't have been worse. It could go down as the worst trade in the history of the great Laker franchise. And that honestly makes me laugh. But 110-99, I'm going to read the lines. You didn't expect the Lakers to win this game anyway. And for Laker fans, I also want to say, keep a little bit of optimism. You had a very tough schedule to start. I mean, the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Nuggets are expected to be the three best teams in the West. And then you had the Portland Trailblazers on the... Uh, I'm sorry, a game that the Lakers should have won, but the Blazers are, you know, they start out really well. They're what three and one now, or four and one? I don't either one. And they're four and one. Lost to the Miami Heat tonight. Credit to the Heat to go into the Rose Garden and win. And I heard Damian Lillard got injured. I hope he is okay because he's been playing really good basketball. But the Lakers' schedule should should I don't think it eases up in the first ten games, but I think it will ease up soon enough. And Let's go to the lines for the Denver Nuggets. Off the bench, Bones Highland was 2 for 12 and 1 for 5 from 3 with 6 points. DeAndre Jordan got 10 minutes and he had 10, I'm sorry, 2 points and 5 boards. A guy that actually impressed me tonight was that white guy, rookie. Is his name Christian Braun? Yeah, Christian Braun. He was out there guarding LeBron. He was 6'6", but 
he was playing pretty hard and he hit four shots. You know, he had nine points and five rebounds. So I actually thought he was kind of impressive. And that was about it for the Nuggets bench. Jeff Green, 22 minutes. They're not very deep, but they were also missing Michael Porter Jr. night with load management. Jeff Green, though, had 10 points off the bench, four rebounds, three assists, and two steals, and didn't turn the ball over, so solid contribution from him. Then the starters for the Nuggets, they were all really solid. Aaron Gordon wasn't great, though. Six points, nine rebounds, but he had five assists as well, and you know he's going to play solid defense. He was two for eight, though, from the field and 0 for three from deep. Sometimes his offense just looks nasty. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, I already said 13 points, four boards on four for seven shooting, but three for five from deep. Just a very good addition for this Denver Nuggets team. Bruce Brown, seven for 12 from the field, four for six from deep. 18 points, five rebounds, four assists, and two steals. He was amazing. Jamal Murray, 13 points, four boards, and six assists, and two steals on six for 15 shooting. So that is 40%. One for seven from deep. Looks like he's still getting his legs underneath him too, just like Kawhi from deep. And then the main man, the two-time MVP, trying to go for three in a row. 31 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 steals on 12 of 17 shooting. He missed all his threes, though, 0 for 4, 7 of 7 from the line. Arguably the best player in basketball, the highest plus-minus of any player in the game with plus 28. He was the man, the best player on the court. He is the best player on the court. He is the joker. And then the Lakers off the bench. You saw Matt Ryan come in. And it's funny because he was actually two for three from deep in his nine minutes and was plus seven. I don't know why he doesn't play more. He needs to play more at this point. He's the best catch and shoot guy the Lakers have. He had six points. Troy Brown, six points, five rebounds, four assists on three of eight shooting. Damian Jones, four points and four rebounds on one of two shooting. Toscano Anderson, two points and three rebounds on one for two shooting. Didn't even get a three-point shot attempt up. And Kendrick Nunn, as I said, another struggle for him, only shooting 33% from the field, nine points and four boards on four for 12 shooting and one for four from deep. The Lakers shot eight for 30 from three tonight. Another game under 30% from three. All four games have been under 30%. And the funny part is tonight was their best shooting game from deep, eight for 30. And they were actually 44% from the field, the Lakers. So from two-point range, they were 32 for 60, so almost 50%. They just got to lean more into the post-up kind of old-school identity. I mean, they just don't have a three-point shooting roster. That spread, pick, and roll, and constant five-out offense when they don't have shooters just kind of seems like a waste, in my opinion. They should go old-school. No spacing. Post-up. Got to do something. But the starting lineup for the Lakers, Pat Bev, continues to just run around. He had six points, four boards, and three assists on one for four shooting and 0 for two from deep. Austin Reeves had eight points, two boards, one assist on three for five from deep and two for three from deep, so... I'm sorry, three for five from the field and two for three from deep. So the white boys, Matt Ryan and Austin Reeves shooting a combined four for six from deep. So Austin Reeves is actually one of the only guys that's probably shooting a decent percentage from three for the Lakers. I want to see what it is. It doesn't have his, no, it doesn't have this game in it, in the uh, statistics. So it wouldn't be an accurate stat if I read it to you. Lonnie Walker, 15 points, the third Laker, the only other Laker besides LeBron and AD in double figures. He's the third leading scorer for the Lakers right now, if I'm not mistaken. He was okay, needs to make the three ball, but I actually think he's, he's, he was solid. But the second half, he really cooled down. 15 points on 6 for 14 shooting and 1 for 6 from deep. I kind of want to check Lonnie Walker's shot chart to see how he was in the second half. Third quarter, he was 0 for 3, and then the fourth quarter, he was 1 for 2. So there you go, 1 for 5 in the second half, not good enough. 
And then LeBron James, just not good enough at all. I mean, I think his defensive effort has been better this season, but he's drifted. He's just not closing out games well. He just looks older, point blank. He was careless with the ball tonight. 19 points, 7 boards, 9 assists, 8 turnovers, 8 for 21 from the field. I mean, I, I've always said it. When LeBron shoots efficiently in these day, this day and age, he is not that great. He doesn't do as much as he used to. He still created some good shots, but it's not enough. 2 for 8 from 3. Just a tough start to the season for LeBron if you look outside of the statistics. He still looks great for his age, but overall, he's been okay. AD, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and no turnovers. 11 for 19 from the field, but he only got to the foul line one time, and you just need more. Because that sounds so great, those stats I just read. It sounds great. Need more. Because the Lakers need AD and LeBron to be great if they want to win. Their supporting cast is just not good enough. But we'll see what's next on the roller coaster ride. Now I'm going to go to the live subscribers waiting oh so patiently in the chat. 22 people. The attendance has been really good so far to start this season. I appreciate everybody. Thank you for listening. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. And we'll be back tomorrow for the Clippers and the Thunder. Clippers need a win there or I'm going to be even more angry than Tuesday night. And I do not want to spam like that. But anyways, have a good night. Lakers are 0-4. Nuggets move to 3-2. and It's going to be a long season for the Lakers. I don't know what to say to you fans, but uh, hey, man, what goes around comes around, right?